Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I read your profile in The New Yorker. I found it delightful. I just buried my 85-year-old father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I'm here at the behest of a client. Who? I cannot say, but let me assure you this. My presence will be ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to So What'd You Think? Uh, we have a brand new episode. This is a Thanksgiving edition episode. My entire family just went and saw the movie Knives Out, and I brought on my cousin Anne to help discuss this film. So, uh, welcome, Anne. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm full of pie. I've tried to stab you several times, and uh, that's really the only two things I got out of this movie. I'm just kidding. That's not oh, true. I hope not, because no. we have an hour. So. <laughs> and thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Um, for those who have never listened to the show before, basically what we do is we watch a movie that we've both never seen for the first time, and then we give our immediate reactions to it, and yeah, that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, this movie, Knives Out, directed by Ryan Johnson, it came out... Uh, what last week maybe? I think this, this week technically like Thanksgiving was this opening day. They had oh, the cool. they had like so like yesterday previews last week for all the really fancy people that were just like oh man I love Star Wars oh. so much I have to go see Ryan Johnson's new movie. Right. But, yeah. Uh, no. But <laughs> so technically, we weren't I think the fancy people. Yeah, we saw it today. We saw it today. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So this movie just came out. Um, it is a whodunit mystery. There is a very large cast involved. Uh, I could re- I could list off people: Daniel Craig, Christopher Plummer, uh, a chick from Blade Runner. Is like because I mean <laughs> yeah. seriously, that's like how I know her on it because her face is just so perfect that she was such a good person for like mm. the robot in Blade Runner. And then oh yeah, would, this movie is full of close-ups, like so many close-ups. So <laughs> that was, was my dad's first question. Yeah. After. He's like, what do you think about the close-ups? <laughs> so many close-ups. Like so, she was an excellent choice for this. Tony Collette, mm-hmm. um, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what, is... Keith Stanfield also? Yeah. You know so, him? yes, I did very, very limited. I don't watch Atlanta, but mm. I was like trying to pinpoint what I know him from. I think it's from Get Out, even though it's not yeah, a huge Get Out. Uh, visit. But yeah. He's in Sorry to Bother You, too. Yes, I need to if see he's... that. Okay. He's really good. I really love him. Um, yeah, great cast. I wish he had. There were certain, there were certain uh, people that I wish they actually had larger roles than I mean like Lakeith was one of them that he kind of was in the background he was in a lot of scenes but he didn't necessarily right. it's like they had too good a cast yeah <laughs> like we're gonna focus on too many people well yeah. that's well Chris Evans gets a big part and, yes um Chris Evans gets a big part and then um Blade Runner please Anna Aver, 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 I don't know her name um Blade Runner girl yes and then um <laughs> You know, Christopher Plummer, even though he's not in the whole movie, he's still very relevant throughout the entire yeah. movie. I feel like he hasn't been the lead in the movie in a little bit. He's always like the and Christopher Plummer. Right. Well, <laughs> and then he was the afterthought when they had to take out Kevin Spacey from. Right. And they're just like, oh, yeah, well, I'd been Christopher Plummer. And even, I mean, he was phenomenal <laughs> yeah. in it, too. He's that, like an afterthought. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, the guy's great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, the cast of those kind of movies, the whodunits, of where you know your murder on the Orient Express or your your death in the Nile is going to be the next one or, so, or type of mm-hmm. ensemble cast where there's so many people and they have to focus on so many different characters in order to build like oh my god who did it and I mean it's it is absolutely on point with 
that type of series of okay everybody's in one location and we have to find out bits and pieces and then there's the the super fancy detective that has to um put all those pieces together and what's kind of ironic about daniel craig's character in this one is that even he is not really sure why he's there yeah Yeah, that's an added twist yeah so and and they reveal that really 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 soon spoilers hopefully there but um uh they that was a kind of interesting like made me wonder like oh i wonder you know is he a plant is he like in on it or does he genuinely have no idea why he's there is he actually a real detective you is know, he a good detective yeah, is he a good detective there was a lot yeah. there was that question quite a few times um, yes true so no overall i really enjoyed it I think it's also a really great movie to just go see with family, too. Yes, I think that was a good decision that we made to bring eight people to go see this movie. (laughs) It seemed like a lot of other people made that same choice today. It's quite a crowd pleaser. It's not necessarily something that people are going to walk away from and be like, you know, I... It's it's very accessible, too. Like, everyone loves a good mystery movie, I feel like. Yes, yes. Like, you can't not like these movies. Unless you just like are bored with the formula. Maybe. Yeah, and then you get worried about is it going to be too convoluted? Is it going to be too like difficult for me to able to follow along? Or they're going to be at the end of it of they're going to reveal something that it's like what that was never addressed even remotely, and then you're just kind of mad that it's like cool. I'm glad that he has a right. twin sister that yeah. <laughs> like was hiding in the basement the whole time. True. Um, it, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. This doesn't do that at all. Yeah. This movie is um, a good slow build and yeah I feel like I often get worried though with these types of movies now because the formula is so done all the time with these kind of movies that I feel like everyone's trying to like make something really original yes you know it's like Murder on the Orient Express is like the classic not like yes. the standard one because like ever, like spoilers for that movie yeah. I guess but a spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert Everybody everyone did, did it yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the famous like, like oh this is not the normal twist yeah. it's a special twist like they were all in on it versus right. one person or something like yeah I mean that was the original kind of holy crap you can do that you mean you right. can do that? Like you can yeah. write an ending to a novel that nobody even remotely respect- expected? Yeah. Um, so I was worried about that I think going into it that it was going to be it. yeah I, I was worried they were, they were going to overthink it too like it was yes. just going to get so convoluted and it was going to be like three and a half people did it and like, <laughs> like right. I don't know like you're faked out like four times and <laughs> so the, the Christopher uh, Plummer's character and he yeah it's very you basically witness okay he's been either killed or he committed suicide in the first scene of the movie mm-hmm. right like so like the first scene is just like okay sets it up and then you they do the typical let's introduce all the family right and from the very beginning i was just like he's probably not dead you know i'm thinking to myself (laughs) (laughs) and so that's the problem of plus yeah so the problem is all the audiences are expecting something crazy too now so it's just it's spiraling both the writers and the audience are just like it has to be crazy like okay what's the craziest thing that could happen the 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 cops did it you know like it's just you're you're overthinking all of it yeah, I feel like as like a filmmaker, I wouldn't want to make these types of movies because I feel like everyone's so judgy about these types of movies. Like, I'm surprised we actually all enjoyed it a lot because like a lot of these movies, everyone's like, "Oh, that was too obvious" or "That was too confusing." Like, there's such a fine line between not 
like being clever, but not too clever. I am picky about them. And I'm trying, even when I walked out of the movie, I was trying, as I was like picking certain things apart where I was just like, oh yeah, how come she broke the trellis, but he didn't type of thing, you know, <laughs> right. uh, you're being super nitpicky and I yeah. kind of stopped myself and was I just mean, we'll like, definitely do that too. But. Yeah. No, but I even stopped myself and like took a step back and was kind of like, you know, overall I was super entertained. I was, I was paying so much attention. I was engrossed in it I was really paying attention and I I've kind of forgot where I was and those are the best kind of movies of where I Mm. forget that I'm in a theater and that I'm actually I'm in it I'm in the movie I'm waiting to see what's going to happen next instead of remembering that I'm sitting next to my mom type of thing but (laughs) like um and it it did that (laughs) yes it it absolutely did that It, it was able to capture you enough that you are and you were genuinely paying attention the whole time of, mm-hmm. and and not necessarily paying attention because you want to figure it out, but you're just, I, I was just like, just like an, I'm really curious. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is great. And where is it yeah. going? The journey was a lot of fun. Like every <laughs> scene was very like enthralling. I feel like I was really in the movie the whole time. Well, and it is one location. So mm-hmm. it's similar to the train again. Well, um, I mean, they kind of leave. Uh, there's a few. I mean, we won't spoil. Very it, few. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's, it's almost at always yeah. at Grandpa's house, and mm-hmm. you know they have the dramatic will reading, and they have um, the the memorial and the funeral, and the, they're all scenes that are that are happening after something else may has happened outside the house. But mo- yeah, I feel like most of them happen. Right. At, um, Hudson Hunter. What is his name? Thrall. Thromby? 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 It was some very rich white name. Thromby. Yes. We are, yes. There was a ton of really, like, blatant rich white theming throughout this whole movie. they kind of played with, too. Mm -hmm. They tried to get a little political with it, too, which we'll talk about, too. But, okay. So, any other thoughts that you would recommend to someone who hasn't seen this movie before we jump into spoilers? I just have fun with it, I think. Like, don't go in there being kind of like, mm, everybody's done this, is good, and I'm going to pick it apart. Like, mm-hmm. just enjoy it for what it is, because it actually is, is, personally for me, it was edited phenomenally. Like, <laughs> I just, like, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. And um, just the flow of the overall movie was done so well. And the acting's great. I mean, so even if you could pick it apart, just enjoy it because you're watching a lot of other things that are done really well. <laughs> yeah, I think, it was, yeah, I agree. This is a very fun movie. Very clever. It was just like really well written, like well directed. I think Ryan Johnson's a really good director. Cast is like really good and entertaining. Well, you always get worried about a director that also writes the movie mm. because to have so many hands in the pot and everything, like, um, I hate that I keep going back to Orient Express, but like um, to have Hercule Poirot, he was also the director and he's in the movie and he did the screenplay and everything. And it was just kind of like, oh, maybe you should have just focused on one thing, (laughs) you know? But no, this one was... Yeah, it's classic Kenneth Branagh. Yes, (laughs) I know. It's like, focus on one freaking thing. Um, But no, you could tell, I think this was a baby for him. This was probably a passion Mm. project he's had for a long time. Yeah. Well, all of his movies are actually really interesting. If you like, because he made this movie called Brick, Brick yeah. which is like a, basically a, like a high school noir film. That's it's the like one with it's, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Yeah. Where he's just talking like he's a '50s detective, like yeah. the entire movie, but he's yeah. in high school. It's yeah. A very it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's really good, but it's a very like niche type yes. of movie. And then he made Looper, which is like 
You love this, it or you hate it. Yeah, I love it or I didn't like it, but uh, yeah, it's a rough movie. Well, again, I talk about convoluted. Yeah, like, there's a certain point that you're just kind of like, you lost me. It's too much. Yeah, but again, it's like another very specific genre, like a very sci-fi kind of thing. And then he did Star Wars, the yes. eighth one. Um, so again, just like a very specific thing. Like he, he makes movies that are very different from each other and very specific, like very like yeah, have large fan groups yes. too, like. They're people go crazy worlds. about whodunit movies. People go crazy about Star Wars. People go crazy about sci-fi. Nord. Like, they're all, like... Yeah. There's, like, That's nerds for each genre, I think, that he's done. Yeah, and even... I feel bad for him on Star Wars because he didn't necessarily do anything wrong with that movie except try and make it his own. And, like... Yeah. And people didn't like his own. <laughs> no. They're, people, like, yeah. they're like, no, no. No, no. St- <laughs> stick to the formula. We like the formula. There's, we threw our money at you, and you tried to give us something. <laughs> yeah. How dare you surprise yes. us? Anyway, we're not here to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's hard not to, because he did kind of put himself down this certain path of, like, if you're mad at him um, for any reason, and then now it's just like, oh, okay, I have to... Uh, like, this was forgiving for me. I don't know. I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. So he is, like, actually his own director. He is legit. There's a reason he was chosen to do Star Wars. He just... Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, this is... this. He is a talented director. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was, like, this showed me again, like, oh, yeah, like, he's actually really good. Yeah, but, true. Um, okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, um, it's out now, it's in theaters, go see it. Um, and then listen to the rest of this podcast so you can hear all the spoilers that we're about to go into. Spoilers, spoilers, yes. spoilers. Okay. I'm, I'm stabbing the mic right now. Oh, good. Because the movie is Knives Out. Yeah. So that's, that's good. It's clever. Um, so, yeah. First thing. Okay. I thought it was... Why what, was it called Knives Out? I guess the Claws Out type of thing. Like it was cause Well, he were... does say it. Daniel Craig says it near the end. He's like, uh... this house, Knives Out, blah, blah, blah. He says okay. So there's that. And I mean, there's there a lot of knives, and there's the whole thing with the so fake knife, knives. real knife. So many knives. Just a lot of knives. A necessary amount of knives. The Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. chair that he yeah. sits in. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, like, because the, if you wanted to tie it into the whole family relationship thing, of, or they're all armed in some way, but there was, yeah, there was an abundance of unnecessary knives of just like, okay, yeah. yeah. This is a, a lot big, of knives, yeah. big wheel of knives. He has this big portrait of himself where he's holding a knife. There's mm-hmm. multiple scenes where he like he stabs a table dramatically with a knife, or yeah. like people are like, yeah, is yeah. It was kind of like Chekhov's knife. Yeah. <laughs> he has the knife at the beginning, and he's like, man, I don't even know if these knives will be fake or real. Well, <laughs> like, oh, okay, this is gonna come back. So okay. we, I, we probably should have worked this in a little bit later. Maybe not <laughs> jump into the whole. That line was so important to me. So within 20 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. they have a huge reveal almost of Marta's story because conveniently she can't lie right that was my first thing we were getting so yeah continue yeah, so <laughs> you you will launch into the whole her not lying thing um so she can't lie and you have this whole reveal of just like oh okay she you know she did it oh mm-hmm. cool like that was fast where are we gonna yes. go from here but during her reveal scene there's certain wide angle shots and close-ups and they're like it's very dramatic the way that she's drawing or she's giving him his drugs. It's very dramatic the way that they're playing this game and the way that they're sitting. And then at one point he goes, yeah, people can't even, because it wasn't even 
really relevant entirely to their conversation mm-hmm. that he's like people can't even tell the difference between a real knife and a prop knife and he like stabs the table and I'm just like okay well that's clearly coming <laughs> back at some point yeah and I was waiting like the whole movie of being like when do we find out what knife was fake and that's what really started my brain thinking that it was um, Christopher Plummer's character was in on it somehow, or that he had orchestrated this whole thing. Right. Because right. he's a mystery writer, right? So yeah. you think. Even as he's dying, he's currently <laughs> thinking about how to write this next novel. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is a good way to die. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, so you're wondering, you know, oh, did he actually die? Is he going to come back in some fashion? Is he going, did, is this a way for him to weed out who is a piece of shit in his family? And who is like, sorry Mm -hmm. if this is PG, um, or who's like good people. (laughs) And it, where, where was, where was that line going? And then it kind of, it did a joke at the end. It was more of like a levity of, um, do I give that away too? Do I do talk about? Yeah, it? You, we're talking about anything. You <laughs> of, of being able, like at the very end of the movie, when um, Chris Evans, for no reason whatsoever than to give himself an additional murder charge, uh, jumps on Marta, Marta to right. kill her. We've, it's, it ends up being a fake knife because he, quote unquote, can't tell the difference. And there's kind of a moment where he's like trying to stab her. He's like multiply time with this fake knife. And it was yeah. very, it's like really it's, amusing, even it though it funny. should absolutely not be. Um, and yeah. it's like, oh, she almost died. But it's like, oh, that was, that was really the only reason for that line though. Yeah. I thought that was going to play a bigger role in it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I like, cause it, it, it seems like it was like a Chekhov's type thing where they're trying to set it up yeah. and there's going to be this big payoff, but it really, it was more like a tag on thing at the end. Like it was almost like they didn't have it in the original script and then they were like, oh, let's add this knife yeah. thing and then we can just have Christopher Plummer add this one line where he says it and that foreshadows this thing. It's so like, ooh, it, good writing. Yeah. Like, you know? like, it's like, okay, at least it totally makes sense of why he has yeah. a giant Game of Thrones thing with a bunch of fake knives in it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But also, I, I this is kind of a, one critique with the movies. I just don't feel that it was like all that subtle. Like everything in the movie, like even like the close-ups were kind of the biggest thing it's not even necessarily of their faces but like when like the close-up of the shoe with the blood Mm -hmm. like at the beginning like every close-up is just like very in your face like hey this is a close-up and this is important (laughs) you know like this will come back so pay attention which is like okay like i guess it kind of feels like a book in that way where it's like ooh, clue like he's trying to give clues to the audience but to me it felt like the clues were all really obvious i wonder if that was the universal attempt of being like okay every audience will be able to understand and follow this yeah. movie i think because that was, yeah, yeah to be probably it's to cool. 20 minutes in to be like by the way there's blood on her shoe but yeah. we're not going to address why this is important for another hour and a half mm-hmm. um also like super pay attention to the fact of that she's giving him drugs right now because in a couple minutes we're going to tell you he's gonna die and it's like <laughs> Yeah, there were there were yeah. too many of those where um, and some of them I I kind of look back on and go like well why 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 did we have to be that close to Daniel Craig's face? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of his style, but it's also like okay, you yeah. get it. <laughs> yes, especially on the big screen, we're like sitting pretty close to the th- like it was just like wow, this is like a close up of someone's face. But then there were some very cute moments where he used that technique of um, she. She climbs a trellis to get to the third floor of the house and mm-hmm. breaks off a piece of wood. And the next day, the detective is walking around and she sees it and they do like the dramatic close up on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the dog, the dog picks it up. 
And yes. so there's, again, that moment of levity of she throws it yeah. <laughs> as if the dog's not going to freaking fetch it, first off. But, like, yeah. is the dramatic, like, zoom in, the dog has this trellis piece. Do you remember that it's from here? You know, and <laughs> yeah. it's like they zoom into where it fell off. And, yeah. um, and then zooming into, like... I mean, this is, I'm kind of exaggerating it a little bit. It's not like it's, you know... Yeah, it's not like, like this is really fast cam. zoom. <laughs> yeah. Like, ta-da! Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, the, with just reminding you of certain things, and you yeah. can kind of be sitting there sometimes being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. It's cool. Yeah. Like, but, I, knew, yeah. I knew what that was from. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd also, like, repeat certain scenes, too. Like, the scene, like, the fight of Chris Evans storming out. They did that, like, they showed that same clip, like, seven or eight times. Like, okay, I get yeah. that's going to be important later on, but, like, can you like, be a little less subtle with it? Yeah. <laughs> or a little be, more subtle. It's like, we're going to re... When you get different stories from all these different characters, you would expect different... I, I mean, it's like they, they frame the timing that way, of, I guess, of saying all these different people are like, okay, where are you? Well, right after Chris Evans storms out of this room, mm-hmm. you know, and they kept telling retelling the story over and over with that scene. But I agree, there was, it was like, did anything else happen in this night? Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of, um, when they were going back to, like, Michael Shannon, when he was doing a memory of his dad's birthday, he's the one blowing out the candles with him, right? And then Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis is doing a memory of his dad's birthday. And she's yeah. the one blowing out the candles right. with him and all this stuff. And I actually liked that a lot, because I felt like that was just, like, everyone's so self-absorbed and narcissistic <laughs> in this family that, of course, they think they're the center of attention with Christopher Plummer blowing yeah. out the candles. Like, everyone's memory... Yep, is so that yep. they're the center of attention. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there yeah. is anything that was that was written into the characters of the Thrombe family, it is <laughs> self-absorption is a very strong mm-hmm. theme that runs through their characters for sure. Yeah, but I will say that that's probably one of the only characteristics that most of this family had. I didn't really think most of them were that well developed. So now that we're talking about spoilers, because I feel like the only really developed characters were. I guess Daniel Craig, yes. Christopher Plummer, Marta, and Chris Evans. Yes. And you really don't even get to discover who the heck Chris Evans is until the latter and half of the movie. He doesn't even show up until the first hour, I think. Yeah, they, so. they build up... So Jamie Lee Curtis and her husband are, are built because they're the first people that we meet during their interviews. Mm-hmm. So you can... Jamie Lee Curtis, for example, is... Um, I almost got the impression for a while that she was the only good kid. Until there's a reveal later in the movie that she actually... Oh, she was a trust fund baby. She started her business with a million dollar loan. But for the longest time, I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis is the only one that truly deserves to even be in this family. Because at least she's a hard worker. She clearly loves her dad. And she doesn't seem to be that awful. But then... She is. She clearly is like Marta sucks, killer. You know, <laughs> like, like at one yeah. point during the movie. So you see them first, and then Tode Collette's character, who basically is Gwyneth Paltrow, um, in real life. <laughs> real I'm life. Pretty kind of sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Gwyneth. We don't know her, but if I had to make a <laughs> like, guess, if I had to make a guess of anybody that she might be like, probably Gwyneth Paltrow, and her company oh. of goop. Um, <laughs> it literally is just like that. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like meditating and being just weird. And like Um, clinging on to a family. Yeah. And then Meg and Nazi boy aren't developed at like all. Literally, he's just Nazi boy. He's 
He's like Reigns Johnson, like F you to internet trolls, basically. He's like, this is how little yeah. I care about you. I address mm-hmm. that you exist. You are white supremacist internet trolls <laughs> that were mad about Star Wars. And this is how little I'm going to give you. I like that. <laughs> like actual role in my movie. Yeah. You were Bill in it too. And you are like one and two and you have two lines and it's you <laughs> masturbating in the bathroom, apparently. Yeah. Which I'm pretty yeah. sure he was just trolling. Nobody understands him. No one understands his hard life of trolling. Yes. Um, but anyway. But no, they like <laughs> yeah. didn't develop him at all. Yeah. At all. Like, why was he even there? He. He's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the problem with this movie. This is like I feel like there were a lot of characters, and I think even the first thirty minutes they gave a lot of exposition to a lot of these people. So we have backgrounds. Like I could probably give a three sentence blurb about each person, mm-hmm. but then it kind of stops there. You know, mm-hmm. like no one gets their big scene. Like, Michael Shannon is a phenomenal actor, but he's so underutilized in this movie. He's just it's like, cane. why yeah. are all these great actors in it other than just to, for the audience to be like, oh, Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. I, the, the title cards that they did when it first... Like, the mm-hmm. editing in that first 15 minutes. I mean, it, it, it's funny that there was a Baby Driver comment at some point in the movie because <laughs> yeah. the first, like... 30 minutes of Baby Driver is some of the best... Ugh, oh, my God. Anyway. But, like, so the first part of this movie, it was so fast-paced. They're just going back and forth between, we're going to ask you a question, quick flashback, quick present, and they're cutting between all these different characters, and it right. was seamless. It was good, yeah. And I was like, this, it felt like the beginning to a book. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, I'm in it. I'm and learning the had, family. Right. Like, yeah. They had the chapter titles. They had, um, all, like, they had the Ag- Agatha Christie font down type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so they're presenting it in the beginning, and I'm like all right i'm in Mm -hmm. you know for the first 30 minutes and then it kind of it went away from that a little bit yeah it it forgot the fact that they had title cards the whole movie like like 30 minutes in yeah (laughs) because it was like one week after the murder i was like ooh, we're gonna like jump but like they never show another title card it's just and i was like okay but it was cool that was that was five minutes of that i guess and then we won't come back to it um and maybe that that would have Maybe he felt like it would have made it too campy, but I think I actually would have enjoyed to continue that. These movies theme. are campy, you know. Yeah. Like this, so of, like, you are reading a mystery book. Like that's one of the best parts of Clue, is yeah. that they have you almost feel like you're you're reading chapters because right. of the the title card breaks or like or maybe this happened type of thing. Right. Yeah. Was well, I feel like these movies work really well as books, mm-hmm. like because that's why they're all books originally. Like so, I feel like. The, when you translate it to movies, like you should kind of take that style that the book has with it, yeah, and the, own the campiness of it. Yeah, why the, not? The books are all campy too. Like it's just like ridiculous murder things. Like, yeah, own it. Yeah. I would have had no problem with continuing the style of kind of this really. Um, rev- I mean, I guess once we discovered maybe Marta's reveal. Mm-hmm. It, it was no longer needed to have these kind of like quick snippets of like what happened, what didn't right. happen. But um, so yeah, Marta throws up if she lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, how am I gonna segue back to that? So yeah. thanks. For You're that. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this kind of bothered me too. A lot of these are like nitpicky things. I really did enjoy this movie, but I think the trope of her puking every time she lies is hella convenient <laughs> for this movie because without it it's like how would you know what the truth is it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a perfect test every time and it's like the state it's like the, the whole movie is formed around this fact that she pukes when she lies which i don't think is a real thing <laughs> <laughs> she's like uh, she makes it very clear 
that, well, Daniel Craig says some sort of um, scientific thing for it. He's like, you know, in his ridiculous, we need to go back to Daniel Craig's character at some point. Too. Yeah, why does he keep doing Southern draws? Because he did it in Logan Lucky. He's just having fun as an actor, I guess, these days. He and Chris Evans clearly had fun in this movie. I think yeah. both of them They're had just a so rich ton of like, fun in this movie. Ah. They're like, we want to do this and we want to be a part of it. Um, I don't want to be James Bond for one movie. Because, yeah, if you're writing a movie and you're like, I need someone who's going to have this kind of, I'm a southern boss hog that stabs yeah. people in the, or, I, in the <laughs> night but with my knowledge. I don't know. It's like, your first thought is Daniel Craig? Right. I guess it, Kevin Spacey was taken. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can't do that anymore. And Christopher Plummer was. And Christopher Plummer already was playing another yeah. character, so they're like, I guess third choice, Daniel. Craig. I mean, and it would be odd to have like Matthew McConaughey as this character, but he would have done the accent well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. but it is interesting, like a British person to be put into, like, yeah, let's make an Alabama Southerner detective. Yeah. I don't well, he didn't have to be Southern too. Like he just. <laughs> It just made him different. <laughs> he could have been British. I would have been fine. He could have been British because yeah. they're both foreign to the people that, of the totally house. So he, could, he could have flown from London and that could have just been one line and there you go. So I have no idea if that was another like social um, refer if that was a, a, a social thing of Ryan. Ryan? It's Ryan, right? Ryan, yeah. Of him wanting to be like, okay, so there's these all these rich white people versus the outsiders of like a southerner and then an immigrant, and the southerner actually really likes and protects the immigrant. If that was that was my only thought of making mm. him some sort of there probably is something really to be said about that large character. Like a very unnecessarily yeah. large, which also made just, it might have just tried. He was trying character. to up the campiness because it's like there's yeah. all these dramatic zooms of him like sitting in a chair looking at a fire, and it's like, <laughs> like I, knew, I know what's going on. Yeah. Big it, Hercule Pro vibes. Yes. <laughs> the whole movie. So he, um, so he says this really weird scientific thing to her, and she's like, "Yes, I puke. I am uh, lying. Even the thought of it makes me puke. <laughs> it's yeah. just oh, but okay. honestly, it works. Oh, hello." <laughs> we have a guest. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that's like it's like the prancing of re uh, reindeer hooves. <laughs> sure, we can keep Holiday. it in. Yeah, sure. She's just uh, yeah, <laughs> she's just chilling. What was I saying? Um, <laughs> puking. It's about puking. And um. Yes. Yes. I think just the trope of how. <laughs> Where 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 we? Oh my god! You ruined everything. I was I had a really good point I was about to say. I think. Dang it! Um, mm. so I because I was envisioning her on the porch when she was sitting there, and she says, "Even the thought of it makes me puke." And I'm just sitting there in the theater, being like, "That is such an abrasive way to say that." First off, right. and like this is. I mean, that's not going to be an easy thing to hide the rest of the movie. But the thing is, she does hide it pretty well for the most part. Like, she'll say a lie, and then she'll, like, run into the car and puke in a cup. And yeah. You're like, oh, it's so it's just for the audience to let you know when she's lying. Right, so even... by the way, you're telling me that Daniel Craig did not get in that car and immediately go, did you vomit in here? <laughs> like, it smells like vomit in here. Yeah. Did you lie? And then she says no, and then she really? pukes again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it was kind of, it was just such an interesting thing because the overall, the overall like emotion uh, of the movie was, uh, was kind of serious. There were definitely funny parts. There was mm -hmm. definitely lighter fare, but then you, to just have this thrown in 
of, oh, she pukes. Not even just like, oh, yeah. I, I throw up or I expel myself. She's like, oh, I, I puke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain suspension of disbelief, I think, with this whole movie. Because once you buy into the fact, okay, she lies, she pukes. Yeah. Like, I get that. Then, like, once you, it's like, okay, yeah. the rest of the movie's fine. Like, as soon as you can buy into that unbelievable thing, then you're like, okay. Extremely intelligent Sherlock Holmes-style private investigator from the South? Fine. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Played yeah. by Daniel Craig? Cool. Yeah. I think this, a lot of this movie requires that. And if yes. you if you allow that, then I think you can really enjoy yourself with Which it. Which is why a lot of the characters I think were slightly, oh my gosh, Don Johnson, and that's who plays Jamie Lee Curtis's wife, which is just what? Yeah. Um, because oh, yeah. <laughs> his character was very loud and boisterous and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And she... Because she's smart. She's smart as a whip, of course, and very, um, I'm not going to let you trick me. And then they immediately go into a scene of Don Johnson giving the whole farm away, basically, where he's like, oh, yeah, he totally hated this guy, and he did this, and he's not... um, Like, Michael Shannon's character definitely doesn't run the books. He just he just takes a book and makes money. That's all he does. Yeah, that was funny. That was a nice touch. The, the, Um. The characters were... The good, not great, I think. Yes. It was like the first half of the movie was like, okay, these are actually pretty well developed. And I feel like a lot of these movies, specifically with when I watched Murder on the Orient Express, the movie version at least, I got lost with all of the characters, even though I knew the story. Right. Like, there were too many, and none of them were well developed. So I was just like, all right, there's just a cool cast of characters and a fun plot, but I don't know, like the motive, it's it's too hard to follow along. It's more, I'm just in for the ride. But I can't guess. Is there something to of um, not overly developing the characters so the whole time you're just wondering who did it? I, that's probably true. It's like lazy writing. It's like, well, if you we don't don't help anybody, then anyone's a suspect. Anyone's yeah. a suspect because Which, we could we could always come up with some sort of evidence later that right. we didn't go too deep into. I mean, there were times that I know this is probably because of reading the West End game recently, but like my brain actually. You were convinced this movie was based on the West End game for no reason. No, no reason. article has ever said that. No reason at all. I have no idea where it came from. I was like, oh, that reminds me of, you know, a bunch of murderers in one house. And that was the only comparison they had. Yeah. Uh, was I thought like the grandmother was going to end up like, like revealing herself at some point, like pulling off a mask. I don't even know because yeah. I, I didn't understand. She was also an underdeveloped character of where... Very under... Yeah. Every, I have this whole... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand why she's included in this movie you. other than the fact that she stared out a window and happened to notice Chris Evan walk down it. It was it. That's her whole Otherwise, point. like 20 minutes go by and someone will walk by grandma and you'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> or like, and there's also yeah. a joke of how they're like, how old is she? And no one knows how old she is. Which, you know, okay. <laughs> I hope that there's no family out there that... A doesn't know the age of the the grandmother, and like no one's taking care of her. I yeah. think someone there was a line that says she had like early Alzheimer's or something. Probably, like, yeah. But in the is sense there no because, caretaker? She's got to be at least ninety years no, old. No, the nurse only took care of Christopher Palmer's character, yeah, just, not his like a hundred and fifty year old mother <laughs> yeah. who also lived in the house and yeah. never moved away from a window. And never spoke. And why are we to trust her memory, too? Like, that was, like, a big reveal is the fact that Chris Evans came down that thing mm-hmm. and, Dan- like, Daniel Craig asked her and she revealed to him that that happened. That was, like, a big thing. Like, why are we to trust what she says? Especially since 20 minutes later, she calls Marta, like, oh, ro- you know, Ransom, oh, you're Evans. back. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, right. yeah, that'd be odd if she was like, hey, Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. <laughs> like, why are you outside And he's house? like, oh, damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no ransom. Yeah. Get it? My name is Ransom. Yeah, it's, it's image. <laughs> Come on, I, we're metaphor. all we're all named here for. Actually, we weren't. I think that was. I think it was just Ransom. It really was, it was just, just Ransom. Name was, and it, well, Hugh and it's Ransom. Hugh. Hugh was important because yeah. it was misinterpreted. It sounds like you. So that yeah. was the bit of the twist there. Um, I can just imagine him writing that and be like Hugh. I can use that yeah. somehow. Yeah, Let's exactly. that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and again, even the housekeeper, like her character was slightly underdeveloped. Um, because yeah, it's one of those guys. movies that I feel like when I go back and if I watch this again, um, if I probably will. Now I you know to focus on her. I can see, I want to pay attention more to what she's doing. Because there's one point where she runs out of the house and she just goes, asshole, and mm. walks away. And it, there was no reason for her to do that because first off, she came from a room of like twenty people, and like right. who is she specifically calling an asshole? I know. You know. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that I, I remember that one scene of just being like, "What? What happened to her?" You yeah. know. Well, she was like really one of the only characters that wasn't thrown in your face. Like she wasn't really developed, and all of a sudden she became a huge role later on. Right. Whereas all these other people that they were, were developing, or at least trying to at the beginning had no real purpose at the end. Right. So it was like, was it just to throw you off? Because I re- give me more of that character. Yeah, I so, think it was just to get know. that one creepy shot of Spider in her eyeball at one point. Right. <laughs> like, so yeah. That's the only thing I'm going to really remember about her character is her tied up half dying from morphine in a garage. Right. In, um That was like really one of the first times I was like, oh, this is an important character. Because like every other time in the movie, I, I don't I don't remember any time really before that moment. She, of what she, she discovers was in. I'd have his to body. It. And then she t- she was trying oh, to give yeah. Marta the hint at some point apparently of talking about this soap opera or this movie that she was this Hallmark movie. The Hallmark yes, movie that she was so watching. She the Hallmark, yeah. That she was like trying to tell Marta like he was being poisoned the whole time. Like, I don't think he was committed suicide because mm-hmm. I watched this movie about how he was being poisoned the whole time. And he was, that was her whole conversation with Marta to try and be like, I saw Ransom. I think he poisoned him and killed him or something like that. Yeah, but, she should have jumped to the, t- jumped to the punch right there. Yeah. <laughs> just told her that. And I, you're right. Why are you talking about a Hallmark movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're trying to be subtle, like, I don't know. Because yeah. I didn't really quite, can even when they go back in the movie to be like, oh, that's what she was trying to tell me. I was like, was it? Like, it's a really roundabout way, really? Rita. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, also strange. Um, what do you think? Okay, so I was kind of a little bothered by all these pop culture references that we're trying to throw in. I just don't understand why they're doing it. Like, there was, like, references to, like, jeweling. Like, the character of Meg is, like, jeweling, which is, like, okay. And then there was, like, a reference to, like, Hamilton. It's, like, immigrants. Yes. We get the job done. Just, okay. Like, kind of an old reference. It was <laughs> extremely interesting how... Yes, I agree. I, and the baby uh, driver line. They're all 2017 references. Until you said <laughs> that, it didn't quite make me realize how many times they tried to establish what the time period was. And, and it, also, it, in, like, 20 years, when you go... Because how many movies do you watch that you're that there are that many dated references in the right. movie sewn into the writing that like, you're just I, like... It's just going to age poorly with yeah, some of these things. Because <laughs> like, in the future, I'll go... I'll be like, oh yeah, Baby Driver. That's right. You know, or something. like. But they'll Baby be, Driver, what an obscure reference. Yeah. <laughs> that, that Edgar Wright movie from 2017. But I didn't even realize that that um, Immigrants We Get the Job Done was the Broadway musical Hamilton until two seconds ago when you just repeated that line. Oh, and well, they, like, they said it right. Yeah, oh, they said it. Yeah. They, they were like, yeah. <laughs> it's like... 
Yeah, which is just like okay. I because I don't think I understood quite what Don Johnson said after that oh, to okay. be like what what. Um, yeah. But it was another. That's another play upon um, rich white people society. It's not actually a compliment. Immigrants, you know, we get the job done, and them saying, you know, those two hundred and eighty dollars tickets to Broadway that I bought to like understand what immigrants go through, quote unquote. Yeah, I guess yeah. There could be a layer behind it. It's just like throwing in the actual naming it Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Makes it dated. <laughs> it, it places it in a time that is exactly 2017, which is when it was probably written. But uh, yeah, also why? Why? Why be so obsessed with like making it clear that this wasn't in the 80s, this wasn't right. in the 90s? Because the, the whole vibe of the movie doesn't feel like now necessarily. It doesn't feel like any time. I, you it know? must like, have been a social There was no commentary. phones really. Like there was no like there was no like technology that yeah. threw it in this exact time. If I were to guess anything, I would say that it was it was tied into a social commentary of trying to say like current mm-hmm. state of America. By the way, super super clear. It's 2017 2018 time period. Yeah. Remember when America sucked because of these like how we treated. Uh, Kids are in cages. That was a line in the movie. Exactly. (laughs) Like, remember how we treated people that we, when the white affluent people were like this, they were so self-absorbed. They were trolls. They were Nazis. They smoked jewels. They had stashes of weed in their grandfather's house. (laughs) You know, like they... Which comes back as a major plot point, too, which is kind of strange. Um, And then the really hardworking badass society the ones that that you want to win in the movie the one that the whole time that you're kind of tied into of like no like marta you know the the good person the truly good person that the southern cop keeps telling Mm -hmm. is truly a good person is the hard-working illegal immigrant right yeah so everyone else is is the only thing i could think of is trying to tie it into an overall social commentary of like i'm gonna write some politics into this of where This family is trash, <laughs> and, and the heroes of the movie are your hard workers. I mean, because I honestly, for the longest time, I thought, I mentioned it, that Jamie Lee was going to kind of come out on top a little bit, because I thought she was a hard worker. I thought mm-hmm. she was one of the ones that was going to get rewarded at the end, but then you find out she got the million dollars. But she still gets her comeuppance because she knows that the Invisible Ink is there, and so right. she still has a win. Like you're still like, yeah, Don Johnson, suck yeah. it. You yeah. know, and the he sucks a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, like, because there's all these like you're not upset about anybody not getting the money. Except I was a little bit because I felt like Jamie Lee really loved her dad, and she really did try and work hard and impress him and everything. So at least she gets a little win. She gets a little bit of a yeah, of fair. a win with her with it leaving her trash husband and raising a terrible son apparently <laughs> but yeah. like going off Raising on her own a murderer yeah 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 not yeah. great so he definitely was okay yeah again with the murderer thing <laughs> hi you didn't poison your grandfather he did actually commit suicide like he legit it is proven yeah. he committed suicide all you did was have like an intent to kill charge Right? So, like, attempted manslaughter, almost. Like you yeah, it was attempted have... murder. Right, yeah, but, like, so you're... You've got, quote-unquote, nothing else to lose at the end of the movie? Well, because gonna... he did kill... Oh, well, it was, again, another attempted murder, though, with Rita, too. So he has, he has two charges for attempted murder. Yeah. So and he has an arson charge. Like, your lawyers would actually maybe be able to get you out of some of that stuff without a lifetime yeah. But now he has three attempted but murder charges. now charge. you're just, like... <laughs> 
you were gonna legit murder someone yeah. <laughs> like straight up murder i forgot about the arson like yeah he's he's not gonna be able to and that was all that. because he was covering up his tracks originally like is, is a, if he just succeeded in the attempted murder <laughs> you know? yeah <laughs> right. so i don't yeah but yeah. I did like a lot of the underscoring thing of like, you all are terrible people and you lost because she's actually a good person. <laughs> like yeah, so you do she, like the political stuff that's in there? Because I feel like I feel like that element when you were saying... I do feel like it's a little unnecessary. I, it could have just been, we like her because she's a hard worker. Yeah. You know, like we liked her because she genuinely it felt like a was rewrite. friends with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I can give you that. Yeah. Because I feel like this script maybe could have been written 10 years ago and mm-hmm. didn't have any of that. And then, like, they rewrote it because they're like, okay, like, let's why, why make this commentary. now? You know? Yeah. So they're like, let's throw in, like, that Hamilton immigration <laughs> thing. Let's, like, the housekeeper, she'll be from some country. We, yeah. Everyone a makes great, a joke <laughs> that it's from a different country. That was a great running gag, actually. It was Again, pretty good. Again, to tie into, like, that they don't the, care enough. The self absorption of, like, you're so part of the family. You know, you're from Brazil, Ecuador, mm-hmm. Colombia. Like, they Uruguay. named, like, every Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. they didn't, I don't think we ever yeah. found out where she was actually. Like yeah, and also a good joke that came back that was important yeah. was the the fact that he, Chris Evans makes him ever all the help call him Hugh. Yes, and that comes that's important later. So it's like because if he was less an of an asshole, asshole. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... So that was a good line too. So there, I mean, but that again, they, they all kind of feel thrown in in a way where it's just like it, it made it so it had to be released now. Yeah, it's like there, but there wasn't enough of it, and it didn't feel part of the script enough. To make it feel like it had to be there. Right. Where it's like, now we're just like, that was kind of unnecessary. Like, well, I see what you're going for, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't enough. <laughs> it's like, why didn't Daniel Craig It was like half-hearted yeah, like, political. Are you flooring it in this 2016 Hyundai Elantra? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you it's like, are we doing commercials yeah, for what like, time? Whoa, I feel like you're a driver and baby driver. Yeah. That movie that came out a couple you years know. ago. <laughs> Remember? Did you see it? Yeah. Um, or there, yeah, there just, there could have almost been some more social blatant commentary written in there because it was, it wasn't, it wasn't subtle enough that it was very noticeable to the point that you were wondering, like, is this a joke? You know? It, yeah. But the only ingrained part was the fact that they're all rich and white mm-hmm. and then she's like, but from also, a, she's an immigrant and she's yeah you know yeah they're rich and white and they're all basically trust fund babies too so like none right. of them actually my, worked my guess? to get anywhere that they were mm-hmm. so yeah. that was one of the biggest highlights about them being rich white assholes was the fact that none of them had actually ever worked a day in their life really like truly right. worked to make and then they all talked about it and acted like they had Every single one of them was like, yeah. oh my god, I'm so self-made and I'm so great. Which is probably just companies. a reference to the president. So yes, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah. But I think maybe, my guess is maybe that like the script was written and it didn't have that. And then someone read it and commented on the fact that they're all rich, white, trust fund babies. And this is a very not diverse movie. Mm-hmm. And so they make... The housekeeper like maybe make her a bigger role, maybe change her race, and make it more political to counteract the possible criticism it could receive. It is interesting that the only maybe. African American character was the cop. Yeah, I mean, if it's, it's in the detective. family though, I mean, you'd yeah. have to have like some adopted. Yeah. <laughs> member, well, I mean, like, if they wanted to have um, like the indentured somebody a housekeeper or something like that, but yeah. it's like I mean, that's that's kind of a a a bit of a flip the script type of thing of like, you know, okay, so we'll make other races. Well, then the other cop that just, (laughs) 
The other cop that was so pointless because all yeah. he did was just kept making right. Oh, this is like this book, this <laughs> which is, is like funny. I, I enjoyed his character, yeah. but yeah, every single line of his dialogue, which was like ten maybe, were all just jokes about how this is like a yeah. book that the guy wrote, <laughs> which is kind of very unprofessional as a cop. I know. <laughs> to be like, man, this guy committed suicide, and this is just like his books he wrote. Like how yeah. ironic. So going back to some of our original thoughts of just like. <laughs> Is Daniel Craig a good detective? Are either of these cops mm-hmm. good cops? Like, because uh, there were so many instances that I was going to say, like, oh, Daniel Craig was hired by Christopher Plummer. Right. Um, you know, And because he, wa- he wanted to go out in style, he had this whole plan to reveal his family for who they were or something like that. And he hired this Southern detective because he knew his dad. But, I mean, the fact oh, that, yeah. he, that I don't know how... Chris Evans found him that he happened to have it. He's like, my dad knew your dad. Um, or Christopher yeah. Bowman. I mean, he could have like, just been a, he could have read the New Yorker profile and it's just a coincidence that his dad also like, knew Christopher Yeah, Plummer, I guess. Which is, yeah, that's a, that's a weird coincidence, I guess. Isn't it? Because I, again, but it, maybe it could, red probably herring. just to throw you yeah, off. Yeah. Just a red herring that I was like, oh, he knew his dad. So there's some reason that he's yeah. here. And then he's later. Not, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, there were many, many instances, especially with like some of the, the mud and some of the things that mm-hmm. he kind of purposely overlooked with Marta, where you're wondering the whole time, like, okay, is he keeping her close because he knows she knows something and that she's right. definitely done something terrible here? Or is he really this ignorant? Which Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting because up until the last 20 minutes of the movie, he is kind of a bad cop like or a bad detective like he didn't do anything no. you know like the reveal just came to him everyone confessed she's like i handed it to you yeah which is true yeah it's like yeah which i was like oh this is kind of a nice fun little flip mm-hmm. and it's like it's interesting that the southern man is like teaming up with the immigrant and they're the two that like oh we deserve each other i thought that was like a fun line yeah that was a great line yeah it was a really great line. but then you're yeah. a terrible murderer you know like <laughs> bad murderer bad cop which I, I think that could have been a funny ending but then they did have that whole big reveal and he has this huge realization so i guess he is a good private detective i uh, the, the the that it was chris evans because you know my mom of course oh i knew it was him the whole time and i'm like okay um <laughs> your mom really <laughs> the one who questions every 10 seconds in the movie? she's like it seemed too obvious uh-huh. and i was like well i think the whole point of the movie was that no matter who they revealed to do it, you could possibly say that seemed kind of obvious because they all had legitimate motives and capabilities yes. to do it. Yes. I would have been You should ask her in the middle of the movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Anyone can say after the movie, oh, that was obvious. It's but, so obvious. Yeah. But if Tony Collette's character did it, I would have been like, okay. But I mean, there were definitely. There could have been some random. Like, if it was the Nazi boy, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> No, but I think there was a point that even my brain was thinking, well, maybe it's Nazi boy because that's why we're not paying attention to him at all. And the whole time behind the scenes, mm. he's doing stuff. And then they right. do a reveal at but the I end. But I think of audiences feel gypped if it's like the Nazi boy. And they're like, there were no clues <laughs> yeah. to make it the Nazi boy. So that wasn't Nazi. fun. <laughs> yeah. He's a Nazi. Which, yeah, actually, maybe that's enough. <laughs> of course, the Nazi's a murderer. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they're... What, I mean, so what, what are your thoughts on the twist, then? Did um, you did you see it coming, first of all? When he... The way he was acting with her in the car, and when they went to the bar, like, I knew something was up. Like, the, I knew he was going to be some, some sort of twist, that he 
I was still actually kind of thinking that he was in it on it with his grandfather because they were so close that it mm-hmm. was going to, my brain started going to a place of being like, well, maybe Chris Evans isn't actually as big of a tool as we think he is. And his grand, he was his grandfather's favorite. And he goes, I'm going to teach everybody a lesson. I'm going to take everybody out of the will. And Chris Evans is like, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in. What are we going to do to punish them? Or what are we going to do to get them right. to realize? So they kind of make you believe that he might be a good guy. Right. Or at least a, a little not bit. the killer. <laughs> but then when, because Mar- Marta told him the confession, and then he was, like, the way he was sitting there. Um, and then just the, the whole car chase thing where he's like, well, you have to go get that evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go. And I was like, all right, now he's just acting weird. Or, or that there was some right. sort of planned out story type of thing. I, I, again, I was thinking that, okay, no, you have to do this because this is what grandfather, this is the next step that you needed to go reveal this or unveil this or to make sure that you can keep the money type of thing. I, mm-hmm. I did think he was in on it, but then, um, once, once Daniel Craig looked at the toxicology report and, I, I wasn't quite sure where they were going, but Ransom was the the lead of being like, well, he did something, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> something bad happened. But the, with the whole, um, the whole label, cause that was, uh, tar- switch. Why wouldn't you just, um, switch the labels instead of like syringing everything out of one battle and putting it into right. the other Well, cause bottle. they, cause at but, the end, Daniel Craig's like, you are a good nurse. Mm-hmm. Cause you can notice the slight difference in color between the two or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that's why he did it. But it's weird that Chris Evans would think that he, she's a good enough nurse <laughs> to know that, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that she's that good of a nurse. It's one of the first thoughts of like, well, how was Chris Evans aware that there was a slight viscosity? Yeah. I mean, is he going to pull the whole, I was my dad's intern for a summer for research again like yeah. so i know what morphine looks like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah that's a little silly well it's it but it's a rough i think overall um it was a very delicate clue or reveal to begin with of kind of being like yeah the bottle she thought she switched the bottles but the bottles weren't actually switched but they were syringed out and switched right. but the thing is the whole time she actually did know what drug was what because of the way that she looked and there was just so much back and forth there that the writing is a bit of like okay just go with it all right like, just <laughs> there's a little say, bit of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah be okay with it yeah because also like i knew something was up like i was very alert during this movie because they reveal essentially who the killer is at the beginning you th- they want you to think it's Marta like they show you the scene they show you the actual scene which is normally in whodunits like the person will say it but they don't show the clip because if you're showing the actual clip you're yes. supposed to mean that's true correct and that's what they did so I was like oh so that actually happened so that's the truth yeah. we now know how he dies so I was like okay so there's got to be something with the bottle someone must have like why was there the emergency backup why was that missing right. so clearly someone else took that so it was like the whole movie. I was like, okay, when are we gonna know who took that? You know. Well, and there's, I mean, the unreliable narrator came in a lot of times too, where I was like, is Marta just tricking us? Are we right. seeing these scenes and then we're gonna turn out to find out that they're not true and that you know she just that we were just showing them to mislead us or anything? I mean, I yeah. that that is part of why I really did enjoy it because there were, even though the ending was something that I could see coming, I didn't necessarily say that I did. There were plenty, like, I mean, yeah. there were throwing I didn't, red... I didn't fully see the No, <laughs> they were throwing <laughs> red herrings at me the whole time. Yeah. Of, of, okay, this could, it could be the grandma. I like, I don't know. 
yeah. it is. Yeah. I was like definitely in it for the journey. But what I thought was so interesting and I think was really clever how he wrote it is just like he flipped the whole whodunit thing on its head by revealing who mm-hmm. it was essentially by, at the beginning. So you're like, what's the end going to be? Now you don't even know the, what the end is because you're like, we already know, we think who the end, like what the end is. So right. what's going to happen? So it kind of adds an extra like what's going to happen to it even though you may not know, like you may think that it's actually not Marta. Yeah, and even at the end, technically Marta did still kill him because he did commit suicide because she misled him to think that he was dying. And like how they said, they were like, if you... Kind of, but you can't blame that on her. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't tell Marta that. (laughs) Well, and they're like, still, by the way, like Chris Evans is clearly the piece of shit. And also, if Christopher Plummer had just listened to you to call the ambulance... Instead of deciding, like, I have six minutes to tell you how to yeah. get That out scenario of could have played very differently because <laughs> he, w- he wasn't going to die. Right. So if the- he were just like, oh, no, I have ten minutes. And she's like, he's just like, stay with me as I die. And it's like a very sweet moment. And then he doesn't die. Then, like, problem solved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know? like, all he had to do was just not try and cover up every, like... Yeah, he tried to to cover up his Who's to say that what he thought would happen to her would have happened? And so he immediately went to, we have to cover this up. We have to make sure that you don't get caught for this. Whereas instead, he could have just been like, shit. Yeah. And he he was really nice to her. Oh, he's so nice. In fact, he finds out he's dying and he doesn't want to die. It's not like he was like depressed or anything. There was nothing leading up to that that made him want to die. So he was like, I'm dying and I'm going to save you instead of throwing you under the bus, even though you just screwed me over. I'm going to be nice, give you all of my inheritance. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a week, the, that was all very terribly convenient. You know, all the stories of why he was cutting out his family, she knows because at some point he was like, this bitch. And Marta's like trying to read and being like, I don't need to know your personal shit. And he's like, yes, you do read this. You know, so she knows yeah. all of these extra details of why people would have a motive. And then conveniently, a week before his birthday, he changes his will. Mm-hmm. He has no idea that he... I mean, he doesn't feel sick or anything. He just... Um, it was like shoulder yeah, pain or something, right? randomly changes it. Yeah. So, like, why... Besides the fact that he was... Find out that one one of his kids is stealing from him. One of his kids is cheating on his... Yeah, it's not like he was team. suspecting his family to murder him, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and one of them like, was trying to murder him, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was only after he found out that he changed the will. Right. So for him to change it was just a very interesting, convenient um, plot device that after he did die, and they're like, oh, I suspect foul play... I I suspect foul play (laughs) 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 was the uh, oh by the way Marta also happens to get everything yeah okay so I also don't feel that Chris Evans oh the dog's back she's Um, great (laughs) hello Um, I also feel that Chris Evans um, just didn't have a big enough motive to kill anybody I just like I didn't really feel that anyone did. Like everyone had motives to not like the father for cutting them out of the will, but no one was a murderer. Right. I think part of it was that he he didn't. <laughs> it's like some ASMR. With he the, wanted the to. <laughs> yeah. Mm, listen to that licking sound. Um, I think he didn't. He wanted her to be blamed. I think it was more about punishing Marta for getting the entire inheritance. Right, but he was very and, willing to kill his grandfather. Yeah. Seriously. To do that, and you know? and it seemed like they were genuinely cl- like his grandfather actually treated him like he wasn't a piece of crap. So for right. him to be so mad at him that like 
yeah, you suck. Everybody sucks. It's not just you specifically being cut out of the will. Everyone is. But for him to be so mad about that, even though he actually did treat him pretty well growing up. Right. That I'm going to kill you and blame the bitches against everything. Right. And then, so it's like one, it's one thing to like, okay, switch the bottles. And so it's like, you're not directly killing him. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're a really bad person. And that's kind of, that's not really believable to do, but okay, sure. I'm going to suspend my disbelief. You're going to do that. So Marta's blamed to kill because technically she's the one actually committing the murder. Sure. But then that doesn't happen. And then he jumps to committing arson, which he actually does. It's not like he hires someone to commit yeah, arson. Molotov he does that. cocktail and everything. Yeah. And then he like gets the chloroform, kills the, yeah. the other girl with the meth or whatever. So like, Yeah, chloroforms her and then also injects her with extra morphine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's... He's a psychopath. So he, <laughs> yeah. he just keeps spiraling. And then he's going to stab in yeah. front of three cops, yeah. like, at the end. Like, it was just I've like... I've got nothing else to lose. I'm killing you. Yeah. You know? Like, it was like, he's taking these huge steps to all of a sudden becoming the psychopath. And I don't think he was really that at the beginning. Like, I just didn't think he had a big enough motive. All trust fund babies are psychopaths, I think, is the real is the real moral, <laughs> that's the moral of, this, of like, this story. Maybe. Maybe is that's that what it is. If you've never... Anybody could be the killer. Exactly. If you've never worked a day in your life, you're white... And you're very, very wealthy. You, you have a latent are a psych- <laughs> you have a latent psychopath inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. You're completely capable of killing family members and the help. Yeah. Yeah, and the help. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the Yeah, I don't know. No. I mean <laughs> I don't know if that's it. <laughs> but I yeah, I think um, a lot of this movie just requires you to suspend your disbelief. And I think if you do it, I think it's very it's enjoyable. Jo- yeah, it's a fun ride. Yeah. yeah. But I think we couldn't nitpick it like we kinda just did. But I that's really did enjoy point. this movie. You have to nitpick. There's no fun if you don't nitpick. <laughs> There's very few movies out there yeah. that are completely perfect. Yeah, I think everyone's first like, comment was a nitpick out of this movie. Like everyone's like, I loved it, and then they were like, nitpick, and everyone had a different. <laughs> like your dad was, said, like um, that arson, like that it was unbelievable that he could just throw one thing and it would just burn the whole building down, and that that was all the records. There was no digital files right? anywhere of any record, no backups of anything in a different <laughs> building. I thought we were in 2017, guys. Why do we only have paper copies of toxicology reports? Yeah, yeah like, which is like that would have been fine if they didn't have the, all of these references to 2017, but. They yeah. did, you know. So yes, yeah. yeah, so it's single. It was extremely potent alcohol, I guess. Then blood is very flammable. Yeah, yeah. Blood I, samples are flammable. <laughs> there are a couple. Of, like I, one of my comments was, um, she climbs up the trellis after Ransom does. Ransom climbs up and down it. Nothing breaks. She and climbs up. And he probably up weighs it. significantly exactly. more. He is a very. He's Captain America. He's very big. <laughs> he's, he, just that ass alone is at least like forty pounds. Uh, yeah, and then she breaks it immediately upon her climb up there, yeah. and just like he was like warming it in, you know, it was about yeah. to break, and then she just snapped it. Not maybe. a professional climber, that Marta, I mean, maybe as <laughs> yeah. much as Chris Evans is light on his feet, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and Chris Evans is completely aware of don't walk in the mud. I'm gonna walk around along this trellis, mm-hmm. like or, or walk along the wall, and then I'm gonna climb this trellis. I'm not gonna, you know, he was like super sneaky about the way he got in there and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, his internship for his father was, or for his grandfather, really taught him a lot. really lot. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Honestly. I know. Yeah. He could have made himself something. He could have been something if he didn't become a psychopath. He really yeah. had a. Feature he just had to go down that route. That he just instead. threw away. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just. A, I mean, yeah, my other nitpicking was just having some characters in there that were completely like, why? 
Yeah, like throwaway characters. It was just like, but the thing is, they didn't throw you off the scent that much. It was just more characters to fill out and make an ensemble cast. Yeah. Like, because like the really, I think of everyone's series from talking to all of our family right before. I think the only people that other people guessed was like, okay, Christopher Plummer was actually alive the whole time, and it was him that orchestrated that. That mm-hmm. was like a big theory, or that it was Chris Evans. People, a lot of people guessed that, or that like maybe it was Marta. Like, that was really Yeah, nobody was like, well, it. Meg seemed pissed. Yeah, no one was yeah. like, I thought it was the grandma. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, but, but, but yeah, no. I mean, I didn't think Tony Tony Collette would have really... It just yeah, like, none of the capable. none of the kids, none of them, like Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, I guess she wasn't a kid, but like any of the right. adults in the, in the story were just throwaway characters, essentially, by the end. Like, you could have taken them out, and the core story is still there. Yeah, and that's why sometimes I was kind of thinking it might be Jamie Lee Curtis, because she was actually painted as a somewhat okay person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because Michael Shannon going to, like, Marta's house almost to threaten her. And then mm-hmm. Tony Collette, like, I mean, she embezzled money. Like, she stole from the guy giving her money all the time. And... Um, you know, Don Johnson in that relationship was the was the crappy guy because he was the one that you know hadn't worked a day in his life, basically was living off of Jamie Gilly Curtis and had an affair. Mm-hmm. So some I'd, sometimes I was like, if anybody out of the kids crossed my mind, it was Jamie Lee because of, of the misdirection of being right. like she doesn't seem to suck nearly as much as the rest of her siblings. So did you expect her to suck more at the end and be the killer? I thought, maybe? yeah, okay. I thought she was going to have a reveal of like. I hate all of you. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like <laughs> I knew the whole time that I'm surrounded by trash and I killed everybody and took the and I cause I needed the in here. But it went a direction that I was like, okay, clearly she is not actually that important. Cause there right. was like one about an hour and twenty minutes in the movie, you just never even saw some of them anymore. Exactly. Which is it's a choice that I think he made. It's like, okay, we, we set up all of these characters and then we decided to focus on four mm-hmm. and develop them really well. So that way, it could be any of these four, but it's not going to be any of these 15. Right. Which it's, is, so it's like, okay, so, like, so all the theories really are contained to the four people, unless you're just like trying to make a crazy take and think it's the Nazi boy, you right. know? <laughs> but mainly, mainly also because what other purpose would you have to bring in Chris Evans' character halfway through the movie, and now yeah. all of a sudden, he's I was like, like, Chris Evans was like pretty heavily focused in this trailer, yeah. I remember. Like, <laughs> like, if you're already an hour and 20 minutes in, and then Chris Evans shows up, and now all of a sudden, Sudden he's in and they've like been foreshadowing him scene. so much too. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What's this big fight about?" You know, where is he? Where is he? exactly? Yeah. Why so, didn't he come to the funeral? Why didn't he do this? Yeah, which is why I think a lot of like I think it might have come off as quote unquote obvious is because like they did set him up to be a large and important character, and it succeeded in him being a large and important character. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, we want you to think he's going to be important, and then he's not. Like they still went that route, which is I think it's fine. It's kind of like a double fake out, I guess. You know? Well, and the the dogs was a big hint to me, actually. Um, mm. It said I didn't once. Know him. It said it once throughout the movie when they when they first sat down on the porch and the two detectives were. He was like, "Okay, tell me where everybody." And they walk through Jamie Lee Curtis waking up. Right? Mm-hmm. She woke up once because of the stairs. She woke up the second time because fake fake Christopher Plummer came down. She woke up the third time because the dogs were barking. Yeah. Or because Meg... That was a good touch. That was, Like, yeah. Meg woke up because of the dog's barking. And at one point, I remembered 
well, the dogs were barking, which means the only per- which means Chris had to have come back because the dogs hate him, or right. somebody. I didn't piece that together. So, yeah, it Cause, was, yeah, because they set it up later. Because yeah. when Christopher Plummer's telling her the plan, she's like, "Well, the dogs will know you. They know you, so they won't bark." So that is a so there. Was, I was like, "Well, on. somebody came to the house at some point at like three in the morning because the dogs barked," and right. so it was either it was either Chris Evans or it was someone that they didn't know. So there wasn't like an overwhelmingly like, well, clearly Ransom did something shitty because the dogs barked at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, there was this suspicion that like, well, maybe there's somebody we haven't been introduced to yet or that the dogs just don't like that it besides Ransom. Mm-hmm. But I think that was probably the, your biggest hint in the whole movie of being like, Ransom did something because the dogs barked at like 3 a.m. Yeah. You know. Which so, I think was a pretty subtle clue because I, I mean, at least I didn't pick up on that. It was that, very, it was very quick. That. Yeah. To, um, that it, does kind of at least give part of it away. It was if one you of really those. Think about it. Ahead of it time. was just one of those lines that stuck with me of being like, "Okay, when's that gonna come back?" Right. Because it wasn't. There were things like Ransom leaving Christopher Plummer's office mm-hmm. that were played upon so many times that I was like, "I don't think that's important." <laughs> but but in the beginning, like the one comment of the difference between knives and fake knives, and I'm like, "Why would you say that?" Or yeah. like. She woke up this many times and we were well established and we went through later like this is when the stairs creaked. This is confirmed of when the stairs creaked and this is what Marta was doing. But they never actually went back to that third time that she woke up right, with the dogs. Right. I was like, all right, that's going to be something. Yeah. I don't know what. Good <laughs> job, honestly. That was good. I didn't, yeah. I that didn't was, see the, that but right. that was like the only hint really. And it just came back to my head where I was like, oh yeah, well there was the dogs. Yeah. Well, I, th- I would say, like, this movie, like, the dialogue is pretty good. Or at least they plant things pretty well. Where mm-hmm. it's, like, every line of dialogue pretty much comes back, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm just, like, blanking on the forgettable dialogue. But, like, there were a lot of important lines that they throw in at the early parts of the movie. And then they come back later on. So. I wonder what song Daniel Craig was singing in the car when the ambulance came to get, <laughs> get... <laughs> You think it's important? No, I don't know. But I just, I found that that was an interesting... Like, there's, there's... That was, like, out of-, of character for the rest of... It was, just like... Do you take this that's, job seriously? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> Why don't you follow her? Like, they put so many instances in there where it's like, are you a good detective? Right, because <laughs> like, you notice the blood on her shoe. Yeah. And then you know she's like very vague about what she's doing. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she closes the door before he can even... So you think like, I'm maybe sure I should follow fine. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just going to do dry cleaning. Exactly. You know? I'm sure this is fine. Although yeah. she walked into like a hair... This is going to take two minutes. I got to go get, get something. From a hair salon. In a hair salon. And I come back out with my medical bag that was missing. And it's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not going to throw him off at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was very interesting on her toes. Like, she was very lucky, I think, with a lot of it. Like, how, like, the piece of the wood is right there. And then she throws it and, like, gets away with that. Or, like, the mud, the mud and the dogs <laughs> come out. Perfect timing. And she's like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm stepping in all the mud. Yeah. Like, like, well, yeah. But that was also... I think those were treats for the audience too. Of where yeah, it, it made it funny. Yeah, it was for like sure. the car chase, and she can fit through the alleyways, but the other cars can't. And then the cops pull up behind her, and they're like, "That was the dumbest car chase ever." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. really bad. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It made it pretty realistic. It's yeah. like, yeah, this person <clears throat> doesn't feel like she a great has driver. No idea what she's doing. Yeah. 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 Did better than me probably if I was ever in a car. There chase. was a guy like three down from me that when um, he knocks on the window when she was just like, 
okay, we ha- what do we do now? Like, we got away from him or something like that. And uh-huh. then he knocks on the window. And he, the guy was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, just, like, oh my God. Startled. Yeah, just scared the crap out of him. I thought it was really oh, funny. Poor guy. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't well, startle easily. So, like, I just find those that funny. <laughs> Finding other people get startled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I feel amazing. that. Um, so anyway, wrapping up then. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie to other people? Yeah. Definitely. No, I, is it I something? So I've started thinking about movies in a way of like, okay, do I recommend that people need to go see this in the theater? Okay. Like, go pay for it, go mm-hmm. see it in the theater because it's visually really something that you need to experience on a giant screen. And um, visually, no, I don't think it's necessarily something you have to um, to avoid spoilers, to avoid people talking about it in front mm-hmm. of you. I would go see it. In yeah. the theater. Especially Thanksgiving time. I think this is a good time because everyone's here and like you can go watch a movie. Because this is a movie people want to talk about for sure. Yes. It's I mean, such think, a good discussion yeah. topic because afterwards you can be like, well, what did you think about that? Like, what, yeah. what, did you see that coming? Or, um, And then people would, you know, when, when you're all standing around and one person goes, well, what about the dogs? And it's just like, oh my God, I forgot that even happened. You know, right. it's... That's what's kind of cool about having a whole bunch of people watch like a murder mystery because everybody will notice different right aspects yeah. of it. So that's a really it's a really good conversation piece for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just the acting is phenomenal. Again, the editing so good. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. I'm a continuity like bitch. Like it was just it was just <laughs> good. really like really movie? well done. Yeah, it was very well made movie. Well directed. Well acted. Well written. Yeah, it's like a, it's a good whodunit. And it kept you. I mean, it just that it was always progressing. It was always going mm-hmm. to like the flow of new. it was really good. Yeah. yeah, it really built. Yeah. And as nitpicky as we were, like overall, you can still have tons those are really of fun. the only complaints I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that lasted a, like an hour, but <laughs> I think all I said all of them. them. <laughs> yeah, all twenty of them. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about like Infinity War, we could have been here forever. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, two cents on that one. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. recommend it. I think it's something, if you absolutely, like, if it ever comes on HBO or something in the future, I would always be like, oh, you haven't seen that? You have to watch it. Right. But So you'd only say, go see it in theaters just to just, get to see it earlier. Yeah. Just yeah. to be able to kind of have that sixth sense moment. You yeah. know, like, God forbid you go see Sixth Sense and somebody's told you that Bruce Willis is dead the whole time kind of thing. Right. It's like... Because it does have, have the twist. Yeah. Have yeah. that moment. Don't watch previews for it. Go and in, really enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. So that you don't... I mean, because you know what it is. Like, this has been branded as a mystery whodunit mm-hmm. murder movie. So, so that's all you ru- need to know. Don't ruin it You for don't yourself. need any more. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Just go enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> So on that note, thanks for coming on. Two, two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up. Two thumb. Two yeah. knives up. <laughs> knives out. Two knives. Two knives out. out. <laughs> oh yeah, we're done with this. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on. And, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, this has been Let's another some episode. Turkey. I think we're having okay. ham tonight. Yes. I yeah. Know. Man, yeah. if Haley's listening to this, ham ham twins unite. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that wraps up another episode of right. So What Do You Think? Go see it. Yeah, go see the movie, or hope you enjoyed listening to it if you already had. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Peace.